Okay, hello everybody. Welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. And I'm Astasia. Uh, so, slight disclaimer. I, Amanda, have kind of a migraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are still attempting to record our podcast today. Um, but either way, you know, we believe the Lord is with us and he's covering it and we truly pray that the ears that need to hear will hear and as always that his truth will prevail Mm -hmm. so uh we would like to make jokes but i guess we're not gonna make jokes today (laughs) or maybe we will (laughs) or maybe we will somehow some way we will but uh we're in our deception series and uh, last episode was, Can You Be Deceived? Mm-hmm. So this episode is called, what, Nastasia? <laughs> <laughs> can You Guard Against Deception? Uh, can we, Nastasia? <laughs> Praise God, we can. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always good when we know that God is there. Mm-hmm. God is there to sustain us. And he's given us an answer for everything that deals mm-hmm. with life. Um, so, to get us started, uh, let's, let's go over just a little bit of what we kind of discussed in the last episode, just so we're not just like, hey, this is what you do, you know, and then mm-hmm. if anybody is choosing to listen to this one, um, we highly advise you to listen to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you end up just listening to this one, at least have an understanding. Uh, we topic, well, we topic, hello, we cover <laughs> topics on such as you know, what a true Christian, true follower of Christ looks like in comparison to a false convert. Um, We also named off what some obvious and also subtle types of deception are. And then we kind of got into a little bit further of what that looks like. Um, Is there anything you want to add in here right now, Nastasia? Yeah. a lot of it was just basically focused on what does the Bible say about deception and th- that there's a reason that the warnings are there. And so upon touching upon, um, you know, the different forms of deception and, um, you know, the different ways you can be deceived versus if you're a true follower of Christ or if you're not, you know, touching on those kinds of deceptions. It's also we also um, talked about you know, as a Christian, we're also called to examine ourselves to see that we're in the faith um, and to be held accountable by the Holy Spirit. So, um, yeah, we just covered like a lot of that, (laughs) those things. It was an action-packed episode. (laughs) There was just a lot that we covered on that. So we do highly advise you to go back. It's episode seven and it's, can you be deceived? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if we can slightly flush out, uh, I know at the end of the last episode, we were kind of discussing personal stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's several things that you and I, and I'm sure the listeners have probably gone through that they can label as deception. Um, but if I am going to give a quick story and I mean quick, because we have a lot of things to cover in this episode, Mm -hmm. um, what I have come to realize is that you must be testing the spirits and you must be doing the greatest of research with a lot of prayer and being in your word for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the experience of attempting to go and go to school, okay, to get a graduate degree. And unfortunately, after being told that 
it was a biblically based school. Turned out they were teaching new age mysticism. And, you know, one would say, whoa, why would you go there? Hey, why would I, you know? <laughs> but to be honest, I strongly believe that God uses everything that you are put into. We think of Romans 8, 28, you know, that does, you know, that God does call all things together for good to those that are called according to his purpose. When we consider that and we know that the Lord is sovereign and that he is in control of everything and there is an ultimate purpose of every bit of suffering, everything that we encounter, we can go through the scariest and the most tormenting of things. So what my experience was, I don't think I'm going to go into depth on this because I think we will probably have another episode or you never know. We might do another series where we have stories of several people that have encountered deception, but I ultimately went to the school believing that, you know, I was led there and coming to realize shortly of being there maybe less than two months of what they were teaching. And wholeheartedly, I believe that God was revealing that this is not just happening there, but a lot of Christian schools are now teaching that type of stuff, that type of deception. And sadly, it has crept into churches as well. So um, again, probably not going to go into any more detail than that, but I strongly believe that the Lord has a plan in everything. Uh, I believe he's used it immensely in the months after leaving there into refining me, making me more uh, seeking after him, wanting to know him more, desiring him more, di desiring his word more, wanting to test everything, wanting not. And, you know, some people can easily just say, gosh, uh, that has like caused, you know, like an excessive amount of worry or being super cautious or anxious. And I'm seriously, I don't think it has. I think it has made it completely clear that deception is running rampant. Um, it's increasing. Uh, it has unfortunately gone into schools and even churches and pastors that we once looked up to or believed were solid in doctrine are no longer standing that anymore it's very unfortunate and it's very sad to even have to say it but it's very real and the bible does not you know does not hide in saying that this kind of stuff is going to happen and is is happening now mm -hmm. and this is why mastasia and mentioning in our uh, previous episode that we have many warnings and for good reason in the Bible that this is going to take, you know, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's important what we're going to share with you um, in a little bit. So yeah, that, I can honestly say this is just one story of many stories that I have either been a part of, or I have heard of, or I have, uh, witnessed or, you know, can attest to or just in any shape or form encompasses deception. And it's not something to be like, hey, I did good, you know, or hey, it's great that I know all this. No, it's actually, it breaks your heart. Mm -hmm. It breaks your heart. And it's very unfortunate because there are so many people that believe they're okay. And they're not. Mm -hmm. They're not right with God. And 
the truth of the matter is, is that pride plays one of the greatest roles in it. It's one of the greatest contributing factors to it. If we consider how Lucifer was cast out of heaven, um, his greatest sin was pride. So we seem to think that we are immune to that when unfortunately that's what the enemy uses a lot in our lives. And that's what ultimately can lead us to deception. So, uh, Nastasia, do you have anything to add to this? Mm-hmm. I think pride and sometimes denial as well. Like, if if there's a chance that fear starts to come in, well, what if I get deceived, or what if I am deceived, or what if this? And then it becomes overwhelming, and so then the response, the defensive response is, Oh, no, I don't need to worry about it because I can't be deceived. I'm not even going to think about it. And it's just an outright denial. But, you know, we're not here to encourage fear or anxiety. You know, the Bible makes it clear. Like Jesus says, you know, do not worry. Um, But at the same time, God's word makes it clear that it's not something to be taken lightly either. Many times are we informed to be cautious and to um, reject any kind of false doctrine or any false gospel, um, to rebuke those who teach false gospels. Like, I believe even in Titus, it talks about, like, as elders, you know, you stand firm on the true full doctrine and any other contrary doctrine, you need to rebuke that. Um, But, yeah, so it's just, there can be multiple reasons why, Um, someone might decide to take deception lightly, but we as Christians, followers of Christ, we stand firm on God's word. And it's there where it's just very clearly deception is a concern, something to be cautious about. And um, and that's not to be taken lightly. (laughs) Um, So now knowing, you know, that deception is something to be concerned about we get into uh part two of the deception series about you know can you guard against deception because that's the next question (laughs) so it's funny when i think back on the first episode where we're just like we put we have our jingles, okay. We, we we might introduce, but it's it's kind of it's kind of like we said. My jingle says "Question Time with Amanda," and it's like this seems to be the questions that I'm provoking or putting out there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think I don't know if we're gonna use my jingle, Nastasia, but we might use we might use yours <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> I mean, we could possibly just insert it here. Little random facts about Nastasia. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There you go. (laughs) That was it. So, yeah. What's your uh, random fact? Short and sweet. I like to crochet. It's something I've gotten into recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's really fun. And I like making like little animals or like, um, or scarves or hats. Or I made like these nice like fingerless gloves. I made a beret and like, you know, I mean, you know, just these different things. And it's just fun, but it does take like a while. And so far I'm, I mainly just stick to like YouTube tutorials, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fun and I, I enjoy it. So yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so what ha- what project have you been working on lately or recently? Uh, I had my two little cousins here, so like I was trying to kind of show them crocheting because they were interested in it. So like I helped them make bracelets or like a little heart or a little star. Um, so that's something I've done like more recently. Oh, oh, now I think I know what you're trying to talk about. Maybe either way. Um, 
I tried out that whole crocheting with your hands blanket thing. Mm-hmm. It was like bulky yarn. <laughs> I finished it. Came out a little wonky. <laughs> like it, it, you know, it's just it's not supposed to have any defined lines. You know, it's just supposed to be one of those curvy blankets. <laughs> Okay, we can call it a curvy blanket. Yeah, a lot of little, you know, mistakes here and there, but I I still really like it, you know, for my first one, too, and it's nice and cozy, so, yeah. I don't know, I may ask you to make me one of those wonky blankets. (laughs) I know, I want to, they seem like like a nice gift. You know, my birthday is coming up, (laughs) I had to throw that out there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You hear that, guys? Make sure in the comments. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's get back to the matter. (laughs) The important matter of can you guard against deception? So to start it off, most importantly, you absolutely have to be in God's word. Mm -hmm. Would you like to touch on some of those scriptures, Mastasia? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, it's just like, this is our foundation. Uh, Amanda, I just like, I'm at, like, I was just reminded of um, the sermon you had me watch. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, and I'm not sure if you want to bring it up now, but I thought of it, and I'm like, that whole thing, why do you believe the Bible? Just like, oh, boom. Anyways. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually another sermon. I, I've, I've mentioned him before in another podcast, and his name is uh, Dr. Bodhi Bokum. And he just blows me away with the things that he says. And so, like, I think if, if I can quickly grab my phone here, I might be able to to just say what he simply says is, you know, why do you choose to believe the Bible? And what his response to us to tell others and to not shy away from it is to say it's a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses reporting supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of specific prophecies and they rather see it as divine rather than human origin so Dr. Vodi welcome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, he goes into a lot more details. Maybe we can possibly link the sermon in wherever we can. But, yeah, I thought that was really great. But, again, would you like to continue with uh, some of the scriptures? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's Romans 10:17, and it talks about, you know, Uh, It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So preaching the word about Christ is the means by which people come to believe. Um, And so it's just like, that's just like key, you know, anyways. um, And then there's also 1 Thessalonians 2.13. And it says, for this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, You accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. So, you know, the word of God, um, though preached by earthly men, you know, such as the apostles, is God's divinely inspired word. And it's to be respected as such. um, And not just, you know, it's not just merely man's spoken words or wisdom, but it's truth of God's word. And it's powerful and capable of working in all of us who believe. And so, um, yeah, I really like the scripture because then it just helps to emphasize the importance of the scriptures. Um, and that, you know, it's not taken as just some, you know, babblings of men, like this is God's word. Um, if I can just interject really quick, I could just go back and say, it's a reliable <laughs> collection of historical documents. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was funny to just throw that in there once more, but go ahead. Continue. I know, I know. That's I kept thinking that too as I'm reading it, you know, like, anyways. <laughs> um, but, 
yeah and so there's like plenty more scriptures that talk about um you know the goodness of god's word as well like i'll read one more second timothy three and all of it is really good i mean all the scriptures are really good but um focusing on verses 16 and 17 it talks about how all wait did i just i did not just read this oh my gosh see the bible just likes to like really reinforce this okay <laughs> all scripture is inspired by god and profitable profitable for teaching for reproof for correction for training in righteousness so that the man of god may be adequate equipped for every good work um so yeah the chapter as a whole like discusses how many will become those who elevate other things and love pleasure above god and oppose the truth in those last days but Paul informs Timothy to continue in what he has learned already, reminding him of the power and truth of God's word, which equips us. All of God's word, the whole Bible is important and useful to all followers of Christ. And so there's plenty of more scriptures too, like 2 Peter 1, 20 through 21, or Hebrews 4, 12, or Psalm 119. And it's just God's word is our foundation and we stand upon that. Amen. I actually do want to read Second uh, Peter 1, 20, 21, because it's just, again, it just reemphasizes the, the oh, reality yeah. of Scripture. Yeah, and it's, but know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. But men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. And that is to, that, that just clearly expresses the origin of scripture and not so much the interpretation, um, but the Holy Spirit inspired all writers to create this inerrant text. This is why no teacher can apply human wisdom to scripture. Mm-hmm. This is why when we're seeking to, uh, do exposition of the scriptures it's like scripture translates scripture we can't we can't impose our own wisdom we we can't use our own beliefs and opinions and we just can't because it's by the power of the holy spirit so i don't know that scripture just always hits me hard because Mm -hmm. i always have to check myself when i'm studying the bible Okay, I'm not thinking what I'm thinking because I'm thinking because I want to think it, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling this, you know. But that doesn't mean that it's not right, or you know, it's just mm-hmm. it, my emotions don't play into this. It's it's simply, this is what God has said, and this is what God says, and that's 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 what makes it true, and and because the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to understand to interpret it well, there is not a thousand different types of interpretation of scripture there's only one mm-hmm. so that's that's rather important that that's huge i think because i think we can easily believe that oh well this scripture seems to mean this to me so this is what it means mm-hmm. now unfortunately if we're talking about deception that's kind of how false doctrines are created mm-hmm. <laughs> is when one seems to think this means this and so they run with it um but yeah okay so moving on knowing how important it is for us to be in the word oh my goodness um i kind of just touched base on this a little bit uh the mm-hmm. importance of studying the word <laughs> Woo! studying the word um again Nastasia, would you like to kind of speak on this a bit please yeah so one thing I want to talk about is I really like how you brought up too like you know when you're studying the word it's like every now and then it's like you have to check yourself like okay I'm not like putting my own wisdom on this I'm not trying to make it what mean what I want it to mean or what I assume it to mean and I think also what's really important is you know not going into it with these emotions that you're trying to you know find like validation for like if that's like the only motivation like I don't know if I'm putting it quite right but basically I want this thing to be true so I'm going to try and make that true and make scriptures fit that narrative rather than searching the scriptures to see what scripture deems as truth and then having yourself move to align with that um and so I just I like that you talked about you know not putting like 
the emotions onto it to make it mean what you want it to mean just because for one I think it's important to remember and we mentioned this in the last podcast um Jeremiah 17:9 the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick who can understand it mm-hmm. um and so we don't want to be you know going based off of our emotions and based off of our heart but another thing to consider too is sometimes when you're reading there are convictions if you you know read don't lie and you tend to lie that might not feel good to read but mm-hmm. then that conviction not a condemnation not a guilt oh how how dare you do this and god is so angry with you but no uh you know what i am forgiven and saved by jesus christ and i want to put his words into practice because that is what he tells us to do and you know this is convicting me i you're right lord i should not be lying this is not what is pleasing to you kind of thing mm-hmm. um anyway so yeah i just kind of wanted to like touch on that a little bit more just because i like that you brought that up um so yeah so it's really important like god's word is really important so therefore it's really important to be studying his word um and so do you want to touch on about like hermeneutics and all that oh well yeah i mean i could just it's something that i highly advise all you know all those that are listening and something that Nastasia and i are applying more and more and that's the understanding of hermeneutics and uh the difference between exegesis you know versus eisegesis and the importance of exposition of the bible uh it's some this again i think it's just something that we would have to probably create a whole podcast for because there is a lot that goes into this uh but again i did mention it before where scripture interprets scripture through the power of the Holy Spirit and without the Holy Spirit, eisegesis will always be used. And so just to kind of make it clear, exegesis is drawing out what the interpretation is. In other words, it's whatever the scripture interprets the scripture through the power of the Holy Spirit. But eisegesis is imposing our own wisdom into the scripture. So that means we end up saying, oh, this looks like this means this. So then that's what we think it is. And that's, that's always going to create error. It's going to create a a wrong interpretation. And so without the Holy Spirit, uh, basically eisegesis is what is used. And when it comes to using commentaries, uh, we don't say don't use them. But we definitely emphasize that it's for extra clarification, not not in place of the Holy Spirit's wisdom. So we strongly believe that as you read through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit only has one interpretation to it all. So he'll start making things very clear as you continue to read through. And so commentaries are used to bring clarification and again, that's just, that's a whole another podcast too. It's like the whole deal with commentaries, because I believe that there are good ones and I believe that there are very not so good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, I, I highly recommend doing research. If you can take any form of, of a course or any way of thoroughly understanding what hermeneutics is and the other, um, the other terms we have given to you so that you can understand it and that way your studying can be more accurate. We highly, highly recommend you doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, um, one thing I thought was kind of funny is that when I was first going to like start getting into the whole, you know, oh, like, yes, the word is so important. And then studying your word, I thought about like, you know, how it's like, your food like it nourishes you you know like how we need it and then there you go Matthew 4 4 but he <laughs> answered and said it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God the word is more important than food it feeds and nurtures us spiritually for eternity rather than just reliving re ah, can't speak um <laughs> 
you know, but just like rather than just like this temporary and like physical hunger. So it's not just like relieving that, but it's just it's nourishing. <laughs> it's like your spiritual food. So um, and it's so nice reading that, too, because I just think of Jesus like standing against Satan and just being like mm. he's he's even like Satan's being so clever and even trying to use scripture Mm-hmm. to push his own oh you should do this you should jump off the cliff because you know scripture says and then jesus comes right back well scripture also says you know so it's like so important to be in your word i mean even jesus when he was like a young boy like he went like his his parents like lost him and had to go all the way back to where they were and find him like in the synagogue studying <laughs> he's like didn't you know i'd be in my father's house anyways that, sorry <laughs> this is a little bit of a tangent but it's just like Jesus found studying the word really important. <laughs> Anyways, but um, cool, so cool, such a powerful moment. Um, you know, and then Proverbs thirty-five through six: Every word of God is tested. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Do not add to His words, or He will reprove you, and you will be proven a liar. Um, you know, God's word is greater than any human teaching. Um, there's a lot of people who try and twist scripture to make it say what they want it to say but god's word is so much greater than that um you know there's never a reason or season to suspect his word to be corrupt you know always applied by faith his word is powerful and must never have anything added to it there is no competition contradiction and that exceeds you know and it, it just exceeds all human wisdom um, you know, so there's no way we could ever try and do better than God's inspired word. <laughs> um, like who's greater than God? Mm. Um, and so there's also Romans 15:4, and it says, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope, you know, it's, you know, scripture is a spiritual benefit. And, you know, you know, Paul, Paul was specifically speaking on the Old Testament and how, like, Scripture tells us how to endure and receive encouragement from it. Uh, without Scripture, true followers of Christ do not have a true hope. You know, it's because honestly, you know, just like, you know, faith comes from hearing the word of God. You know, it's like, how do you have the hope you have if you haven't heard what the hope is? And the hope being preached is gospel from God's word, you know? And so it's just like, it's key, it's key. So what comes along with all of this, you know, we stand from on God's word, we know that it's important and inspired by God and the Holy Spirit. And we um, study his word because we know that it is our food. It is what, it's what nurtures us and, um, you know, and helps us and, so then what goes with that as well is remembering that we're not doing any of this in our own strength, but rather we are trusting in God. Um, Amen. Yeah. So do you want to touch on that? Well, I just, I cannot emphasize enough, like the importance of being in your word. Like, it's just, I know that we, we touched on that. We gave scriptures on that. And now we're saying studying your word. So, uh, you know, people tend to think, uh, I only have 15 minutes in the morning, so let me just allocate that time to just read something. Well, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, so listen really carefully. <laughs> uh, I believe there's a distinction between reading your word and studying your word. And I think it's rather important that the first step be that you read your word. And I mean you really read your word, that it's not your heart is divided or that your heart is allocated somewhere else, but that truly from your heart, you want to hear from the Lord. So you read the word with full intentionality, not being distracted and you're giving time to it. So if you say you only have 15 minutes in the morning, would it be more reasonable to wake up a little bit earlier so that you have more time so that you can devote more time to it? I believe the Lord honors that. When you sacrifice your time, he honors it and he he rewards it immensely. I believe that 
when he knows your heart, because God knows your heart. He knows what's in there. He knows what you, if you truly want to know him and you truly want to seek him, that he is going to make himself known to you. What is that scripture? Mind you, when you have a headache, everything is like blob in your head. But I think it's when you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. And I can't think of the reference point right now, Mastasia. Ha ha. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so inside joke between her and I, uh, she seems to think I have these reference points down, but no, nope, not really. Um, so yeah, it's, it's when you truly seek to know him is when you find him and he makes himself known to you because he knows where your heart is, because he knows the true desire that you have. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So it's reading his word. I, I believe it's foundational, completely foundational. And you know what? If you can read it in the morning and if you can read it at the night and if you can find it throughout the day, somehow, some way to just open up that Bible and to read it, uh, it could only do you good. It could only do you good and it could only benefit you. And trust me, you will see it. Your heart would, will be immensely transformed. Your life will be completely transformed. And then when it comes to studying, I mean, that's when you're just digging deeper. Like you're just like, hey, I'm reading, I'm understanding something, or this passage is just jumping out at me. I need to know more, Lord, because I want to apply this to my life. I want to not just be a hearer of your word. I want to be a doer of your word. And that means in doing your word means that I have to fully understand how this one scripture that's just jumping out at me, how does it apply? How does it apply to my life entirely? How is it that I can glorify you in this and I can be a doer of it? And so when you seek that, that's when commentaries come in. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. that's when like, the extra assistance comes in because you truly want to seek out the the, the greatest and, and the most accurate interpretation of that. And so, you know, this is where I will emphasize, go with commentaries of men of old age or <laughs> of men of past, <laughs> of like those that are have long gone to be with the Lord already. <laughs> it's just, I'm trying to say, I think you all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Um, so yeah, use that, um, use those commentaries more so, but truly it is important that you read your Bibles, that you read, that you are reading them. And I, I'm not completely opposed to utilizing other resources, you know, cause we're using commentaries but I am highly, highly advising everybody to thoroughly pray. And if you truly believe that the Lord is leading you to use as a resource a book that has a lot of scripture, very scripture heavy, and is, is scripture heavy in the sense that it's being expositioned, the scriptures are expositioned, there's a true interpretation to it, then, then, then you use that. You use those. Um, otherwise, I say don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. I say do not use them. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I went a little overboard there, but I don't think I did because I just think it's important studying the word as much as reading it. So, um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add, Nastasia, with what I just said? Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, th this whole, this series is about deception. And so, of course, with any outside materials, the reason why it's like stressing that, you know, be cautious and especially like, in modern times when like all this like extra new agey type things are like coming out even more so and um and it can just be so subtle and it can you know use scriptures but pull them out of context or what you know just all these different things and so you know that's why it's like you know that's the advice that we share when it comes to using outside sources because you know what it comes down to is ultimately is like 
the word, God's word, that's all you need to really stand on, you know? And if you want, um, you know, to like read into the commentaries and everything like that, then it's like, okay, great, you know? But always be in prayer over it and just always have that like, you know, caution, like Lord, enlighten anything that may not be of you that I would steer clear from it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, it's important to be in your word. Um, uh, for the whole, you know, topic of like, trust God, like, I'm going to give it over to Amanda shortly after. Um, but there is one scripture in there that I also do want to mention now too, because, um, you know, we are called to test the spirits. And one thing that always comes to mind when I think about that is, you know, well, what are you testing it against? You know, well, you got to test it against something that's truthful and solid. And so God's word would be that thing, you know? (laughs) Um, But it's also found under, you know, you know, our, you know, talking about trusting God just because, it's in First uh, John 4, 1 through 6, and it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses the, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that is coming and now it is already in the world you are from god little children and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world they are from the world therefore they speak as from the world and the world listens to them we are from god he who knows god listens to us he who is not from god does not listen to us but by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error Um, you know, so to just be absolutely clear, any falsity in doctrine, rejection of truth is demonically inspired and orchestrated by Satan. Um, and you know, there are many deceivers in the world who claim to be of God, but their claim does not make it so, you know, we as believers are called to test their spirit to see if they are from God, whether they are claiming the truth of Jesus Christ or something contrary to it, which may constitute rejecting God's word completely or simply adding something to the truth you know and we're but we're also not you know we're not to we're not to be afraid but to truly confront it boldly and the truth of Jesus Christ is key and it's not to be compromised on and I think that's one thing that the scripture makes clear too you know um because again we've talked about before like how people will sometimes try and preach and the gospel, but then when you truly examine it against, you know, scripture, you see that they twist things or they make it workspace salvation rather than, you know, by grace alone, which is what scripture teaches and everything like that too, or they twist who the person of Christ is. Oh, he, he wasn't, he wasn't of God. He was just a person. He was just a man who was just very wise, you know? And so it's important that we get Jesus right. Um, because he's the only way to the father and, um, you know, but then one thing that's of encouragement from the scripture too, is we that know and stand on this truth, being that we're God's children, we may take comfort in knowing that we have the Holy spirit, which is greater than the enemy. The Holy spirit illuminates the mind, gives us wisdom and discernment to recognize truth from error. The worldly listen to that, which is of the world and pleasing to it. The followers of Christ will instead be found in fellowship with servants of God in truth. So, yeah. So there's some <laughs> courage in that, in the sense of we have the Holy Spirit, you know, so trust God, you know. Um, it's not something that, you know, you're taking a stand against on your own, you know. You knowing God and having that relationship with him, he is the one that's working in you to begin with. And he is guarding you and it's just, he is good. So I just wanted to touch on that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the other scripture that we were thinking about or not thinking about that we have actually uh, put into this is, is a very, very popular one. <laughs> very popular. And it's Proverbs 3, 5. 
And it's trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Can I just say how hard those two things are? <laughs> those mm-hmm. two things particularly. But we should not elevate our own knowledge or wisdom over God's ever. Uh, we should always be submissive to his will. And trusting the Lord, I'm not going to tell you, is very easy. It's not because we, we deal with doubt. You know, we deal with temptations. We deal with, we, we deal with betrayal. We deal with the sin of um, the nature of sin. And so it's trusting the Lord can be very difficult at times. And then we always seem to want to apply our logic and our sense and, and our ideas and our, our thinking to everything that occurs in our lives. And we can't do that when it comes to God because God works supernaturally. He works in, in many different ways that we do not understand. He knows time, matter, space. He knows everything more than we ever will comprehend. He is infallible. He is omniscient. He, nothing nor anyone can ever compare to God. So when we trust him, that means to just put everything, to stake everything on him. And even if we don't understand what we may be going through, what we may be dealing with, what we may be feeling, what we may be, um, what we, what we may uh, have to do in his name or or anything, the circumstances around us, or, you know, our environment, or, or what we came up from, or what we have to walk into, I mean, just, just everything, we cannot attempt to understand it in our, in our finite minds, we just can't, we have to trust in the Lord, and his sovereignty, and that he's in control, and that he fully knows the big picture completely and because he does we can be okay we are going to be fine we are in his hands and so yeah trusting god is is a very very important part in in like studying his word and reading his word because we must believe what we're reading and what it takes is faith we have to have that faith um, because we walk by faith and not by sight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that in mind, prayer, mm-hmm. we come to the topic of prayer. And Mastasia, please, if you'd like to speak on that, that'd be great. I just say pray, then pray some more, <laughs> then pray again. <laughs> And then keep on praying. <laughs> yeah. um, there are steps of, of faith involved in everything, but prayer is so important and so powerful. And it is the means by, you know, which we are to ask God for help and things that, you know, we need and that his will be done and have that, you know, that that communion with God and just come before him. And um, it's interesting because, I mentioned earlier too, like how my little cousins have like visited recently. And I think well, like one of them, they, they kept asking me like, is prayer really important though? Like, do you really need to pray? And why do you even really need to pray and all that? And it was just like, it's good. You're going before God, you know, and you know, you make your requests known and you have that time with him and you know, you have hardships, you bring that to him. And, uh, you know, there's, um, James 1, 5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Um, you know, and so it's not just like a worldly-based wisdom or a human-based logic, you know, this is divine in nature, and, um, you know, and so it's just like during trials and, you know, all these things, like, in prayer, we go to him, we're submitted to him, we're seeking him, we're calling out to him, you know, and it's very essential. And, um, you know, and, you know, scripture makes it clear too. you know, God is always willing to give his wisdom to those that truly seek after it. Um, so um, another one, too, is Second Corinthians 10, 5. 
you know, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, so our spiritual battle is always, you know, is to always confront error with God's truth. So if anyone brings like worldly ideas or false doctrines or false gospels, and, you know, this may cause people to reject God and the truth of and or sway believers towards Satan's lies. Only God's truth can combat these speculations and lofty things by taking every thought captive to God's word. And, um, you know, one way this is kind of applicable to, you know, this is like good for like studying the word, for the importance of God's word and all that as well. And, um, but one thing that, you know, makes me think of prayer too, is there've been plenty of times where I, and I know even Amanda, like we've had to, you know, in prayer, seek God and ask him to enable us to take our thoughts captive, you know, um, and it's like this, you know, mental warfare, spiritual warfare, where lies want to come in or discouragement or fears or whatever. And it's just having to, you know, go into prayer and then, you know, um, take them captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, you know, a lie comes in, you combat it with truth and, Meanwhile, you keep giving it over to God and giving it over to God. And, um, you know, and then back when I had say pray and then pray some more and then pray some more. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22 is great for that because it says rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. You know, so as Christians in all circumstances, we are told to rejoice, to pray and to give thanks. Um, and, you know, and that just reminds me, like, we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of his people. Romans 8, 28. Um, and we trust him and keep focused on him and Jesus Christ. And we should not neglect the Holy Spirit um, or the means by which God has spoken. We value preaching, but we are not either. We're not to be too quick to run with everything claim, that claims to be from God. You know, we are to be cautious of what is presented to us and stand on truth, but reject whatever is contrary. So there just is this reoccurring theme of how important it is to be familiar with God's word and to stand on his truth. Um, and um, but, yeah, it's just pray without ceasing. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're just like, OK, so, yeah, the importance of prayer, prayer. It is one of the greatest weapons that we have because I believe that prayer can reach a, reach the depths of places we can't, and it touches the hearts of people we can't, and it has immense power because it's supernaturally ordained, and God does major work in it. Uh, along with prayer and the importance of being in prayer because, you know, of that comfort it gives and the, the depth that it reaches, you know, and um, goes with the full armor of God. Because um, I know that Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, it goes over the oh, full armor of God. And then at the end of that, it also says, with all prayer and petition and pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all of the saints. So um, true followers of Christ live by the Holy Spirit and are met with a spiritual war because of it. You know, the armor of God is part of the strategy to win the war. Each piece plays an intricate role to combat the enemy and his minions. We must always remember that Satan's power over believers is no longer valid, but through permission, he is able to tempt and attack for purposes God's sovereign and in control over. So believers must stand firm and are fully equipped to overcome. And we are also called to pray frequently whenever there's an opportunity and with and with public, private and many other kinds of prayers being submissive. And while we are walking cautiously in endurance and praying for one another as well, God equips us with all we need. And, you know, 
it's just important to be aware of that, that there is a spiritual battle going on. So, um, you know, we we prepare for that and we are in God's word and we are praying constantly and trusting God in the midst of it. And so, um, Amanda, do you want to talk now about standing firm? Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of us forget that part. We forget that to stand firm is to remain basically um, not still or in a sense still in just in what we know. And so it reminds me of 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. It says, be a sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, but resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. So we as believers are told to remain cautious of the devil's schemes. Um, He is an active opposition to us. I think sometimes pastors or, um, you know, just other people want to minimize the things that he does and they want to simply say, like, oh, just ignore him or, you know, and it's just like, no, I'm sorry to tell you, but he is actively after us. <laughs> he is, you know, when we're seeking to do what the Lord has put in our lives to do and when we're seeking to obey the Lord, he is actively attempting to take us out. Um, he is the father of lies, and that's in John 8:44. And we are to resist him by remaining firm in the faith with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are resisting him as well. So don't think that you're in this battle alone. You're not. A lot of us are in this battle. I mean, even now, I would say, Nastasia and I are firmly in this battle and we're mm-hmm. standing firm. <laughs> we're just like, okay, we need to resist him and we need to stand firm with God, with what God has given us. Um, also, there's Second Timothy uh, to 15 through 16, which is be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth, but avoid worldly and empty chatter for it will lead to further ungodliness. So when we stand firm, we must know um, in the scripture, it was that there is a persistent command, a persistence commanded to Timothy to teach the word completely and clearly, to counter false teachings. There is a lot of false teachings, just as we're talking about deception. So we need to counter that with truth. The interpretation must be exact and not riddled with worldly opinion, human wisdom, or mingled with emotions. When mishandling scripture, it can be a shameful act against God and his word to which there must be a refrain from entertaining any heresy because nothing can save apart from Jesus. Mm -hmm. So as we stand firm on that, may we know that nothing nor anyone can save except for Jesus Christ. So, Nastasia, Mm -hmm. would you like to finish us off with contending? Yeah. I mean, just as you said, nothing aside from Jesus can save. So that is why it's so important to stand firm on that truth and on the true gospel. And so, you know, Jude 3 says, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. So, you know, The word of God is a treasure to believers and too many are hearing false gospels and are being led astray. You know, God's word is complete and requires no addition or subtraction to it. And we must fight for truth and not allow error to prevail. We must diligently study, preach, and keep the word of God as pure as possible since it has been given for the holy believers in God. Um, And I think with so many false gospels around it's all the more important to get the real gospel out there and when a false gospel presents itself to shut it down with the true gospel because more false gospels 
create more false converts, create more confusion of what it means to be a follower of Christ. But God's word makes it clear what we are to stand on, what we are to proclaim, what we are to believe, and how we may be saved through Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, all of these things, you know, that we've touched on, it's not pick and choose. Like Amanda and I in the trials that we go through, all of this is necessary. All of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and to just be frequently seeking after God and his word and praying and trusting. And it's a battle, but he is equipping us and he is working in us. And God is so good. And so, um, you know, throughout all of this, just continue to heed the convictions and re- received by the Holy Spirit and fully obey God. Obedience is priority, not, and it's not to our emotions. Um, so it's just, this is how to guard against deception <laughs> by trusting God who teaches us and grows us, works in us, protects us, helps us. He is so good. <laughs> so yeah, it's by his strength. It's hard. Yes. It's all by the power of the Holy Spirit that resides within us. Mm-hmm. He is the one that came, he's the one that brought us to life and he's the one that will take us home and he's the one that sustains us all throughout. And you know, I don't know about you out there, but I would love to heal to hear well done, good and faithful servant. I would love to hear that and I would love to attain that crown of glory that he has set aside for each and every believer in him. And we're running this race so that we can obtain it. And we must stand firm and we must contend. We must trust God. We must study the word. We must be in his word. And I guarantee that he cannot fail. He will not fail. He is with us. There's nothing that could separate us from his love and he holds us and he will bring us through. So for, as Nastasia mentioned that we get convicted and we do, I heavily get convicted and I know Nastasia does too. We must heed those. And there's a reason why we're convicted. You know, let's not look at the Lord as a joy killer or that he's ruining our lives. He's not. He's keeping us on that straight and narrow path and he's keeping us closest to him where it's the best place to be. So I often say, you know, when we pray, (laughs) we might pray these bold prayers and we might even pray these scary prayers. But if you need to, I say pray that he keeps you humbled. And I don't know what that would look like, but I believe it's worth it. So that way you are kept from deception. You're kept in his hands and that he will lead you through this life in what he has for you. And then he will receive you home. So uh, we're cutting it close on time once more. So Mm -hmm. Nastasia, would you like to close us out in prayer, please? Yes. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, so much that we can come before you in prayer, that you are so trustworthy and good, that you guard us, Lord, that you equip us, Lord. Um, Please guard all of your children with your armor, Lord. Have us stand firm in the faith and resist the enemy, Lord, and be reminded of your truth, and may your truth from your word be taught to us by the true interpretations by your Holy Spirit. May it be ingrained in our hearts and minds, Lord. Guard us against deception. Help us to recognize what deception is, what it looks like, and um, to be cautious, Lord, but to not worry, to not fear, to give it all over to you and trust you and seek you in the way you would have us, Lord. Thank you so much that you cover us, that you guide us, that you forgive us, that you have given us such grace and mercy. May we be emboldened to preach the truth of your word and your gospel. And just thank you. Prepare us to do the good works you have prepared in advance for us to do. 
and may you be glorified and may your will be done. And um, just thank you for all the work that you are doing in us, Lord, and all that you are revealing. May we be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and do what you would will us to do. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we do thank you once more for listening in. We ask you that you continue to listen in. We thank you so much for your support, for your prayers. We greatly appreciate it. And so from here on out until we post once more, we pray that the Lord bless you completely. Bye. Bye. Unless otherwise specified. Scripture quotations taken from the NASB New American Standard Bible. Copyright by the Lockman Foundation.